Hello and welcome to episode 84 of the Don't Lose Your Head podcast with me, Morten, and my co-host, Nicholas. Hello, moving on swiftly from episode 73, or whatever you said last time was. I'm dys- dyscrexic, <laughs> but with numbers. I'm stupid. Uh, this episode, we have a special guest, Kalon, who will talk about Titanicus, and he has some uh, good pointers for uh, hosting an event and hopefully he will host an event uh, but he has been playing the game a lot uh, we haven't and uh, he has had some insights in potential problems if you want to host some major uh, competition or a competition an event basically yeah yeah he uh, asked to come on and talk to uh, titanicus which we thought was a great idea because we have no fucking clue yeah <laughs> we've taken on a lot of guests to try to help us understand that game <laughs> maybe one day we will yeah. um, but until that we have some we have some other things to discuss um, before we talk a bit about hobby and what we've been doing uh, there are some major releases I want to talk about and the first thing I want to talk about is uh, Warhammer Total War 3 and the f- fucking amazing trailer that was dropped yes. like a few weeks ago uh, and okay uh, you're gonna uh, yeah I've been keen to hear what you think about it, but of course, in this glorious trailer, we get to see Kislev, and uh, that's uh, one of the main things. And I was thinking, I wonder now what Nicholas thinks about this, because either he loves it, or he's going to be there like, I was in Kislev before it was cool, there's, I, there's polar bear cavalry here that I hate, there's some damn frost guard weapon witchery, I don't like that, potentially, or... Actually, I like the... Early 2000, late 90s spin, where it's actually more classical <laughs> Polish cavalry and not this fucking fantasy magic bullshit. <laughs> oh, no, but tell me, tell me, tell me. What did you think? What did you think? You, you know me too well. Uh, no, I, I'm really excited. I'm super oh. hyped. I think I know, personally, it, that was like the best trailer for the Total War games they've ever made so far. I was just, it was like watching some movie or something. I was just goosebumps all over. <laughs> yeah, actually, uh, Jimmy sent like the the picture of uh, the Serena versus the Bloodthirster, and I actually did not like that picture very much because I think it looks very World of Warcrafty. Yeah, yeah, like true. I I don't like that with Blizzard games in general that they have like super intense uh, trailers and <laughs> C- CG movies, and then yeah. the game itself just looks total crap. And it's like it's just fucking lies. It's fake. I don't care like how polished you can make a, a render look. Like it doesn't represent anything. But this trailer is cool. Like uh, yeah. and I think part of it is probably in game. They usually have some sort of a mix in their trailers. I mean I could see something maybe it is a bit tweaked to look extra good. But like the fight scene, there are definitely things there that could that's probably gonna be similar in the game, I think. Yeah. Yeah, it's just cool to see the different units. Uh, yeah. I think that that's like one of the main things, showing off the things that will actually be in the game. So you, uh, yeah, as a Kislev player, what could you recognize from that trailer? Well, I mean, we had the, we had the, the, there are, I, I just listened to your Kislev episode like yesterday. So I know that there's like six <laughs> units or something, right? Uh, but the, the, of course, winged hussars were there or winged lancers. Yeah, winged lancers. Uh, yeah, uh, the Sarina was there and yeah. Boris, her father was talking to her, right? Or it had a letter to her. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and uh, the bear cavalry. The bear cavalry, I, I don't know if I 
like knew this back then but you know Thomas Perinen yeah. creator of sixth edition like before yes. he wrote that he wrote like a C- citadel journal list you know citadel journal oh. that is it's like uh yeah. <laughs> an obscure publication that they used to give out next to white dwarf oh. uh, where they would put like extra gaming material and in there he made a list for fifth edition that was like his sub list so there's another army oh. list for them. and in that a he actually secret made, list yeah he actually made Bear Cavalry. So oh, they are cool. canon in there as well. Uh, yeah, I'm excited about Bear Cavalry. Um, not so much because of the their fluff, but mm. more as like a game thing. like A, a monstrous cavalry unit for Kislev, sort of. Yeah, it's like an additional thing for Kislev. That'll, yeah. that'll be cool. I, I'm, not, I'm not like a lot of people, when they think of Kislev, they're like, oh, yes. Fucking bear cavalry. No, I I agree. I mean, that should be like a, a minimum thing. Like, oh, I have maybe three of them or something. Like, yeah. uh, and uh, the main force is just. Uh, yeah, but then, we, yeah, and we got to see a lot of infantry also marching to war. Yes, uh, yeah, that was really cool. I really like infantry, and I really like yeah. that they have like a very heavy Eastern mystical theme. Like, I yeah. I like the vibe with kids of that they are like. Uh, Eastern medieval themed a bit as well because yeah. it's so fucking mystical. Because like, what do you know about Eastern Europe in the Middle Ages? <laughs> no, not fuck, much actually. Fuck all. Like, no, I don't anything. It's like, oh, nice where you're roaming around in Western Europe, but like, <laughs> east of Poland, what, what was going on there? Like, fucking <laughs> Mongols they... were invading, and Russia was forming, and I don't know. Yeah, what is a Did Cossack? They... Exactly. Did they have knights? Were they just bar- barbarians? Who knows? So I like the team that they can kind of do whatever they want and just yeah. play on the imagination of mystical Eastern things and like touching on the Orient a bit. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I'm really excited. I'm, I'm, it's going to be different because Kislev has been different in each incarnation, mm-hmm. like in every edition that they have been a thing and yeah. they've changed a lot. So, whatever it is, I'm excited. Yeah, yeah. So, um, uh, but then I'm thinking you... about the Total War game though, because I I love that fucking game and I also fucking hate it. And uh-huh. like the way I want to play Kiss of I bet it's just not gonna work out because you want to do like hit and run attacks with Kiss of like with small yeah. armies and just like harass the enemy. But the yeah. thing about Total War is that like you have to have a massive army and do a decisive battle to destroy the enemy army, or you're screwed. Like if you go with a smaller army against a bigger army. Like you attack them, then you might not win, and then you flee, and then they attack you, and then you try and flee again, but you can't because you can only flee one time, and then these catch you and just destroy your entire army. That's and then true. they have their entire army left because they'll just regenerate until next turn. I mean, who knows? What if they make a new mechanic where Kislev is allowed to flee battles and without penalties sort of they could just press like, okay, I'm I've done enough damage and now I'm just gonna suffer, so I'll just press retreat and you flee off the board. And then you can still move away from the battle, maybe. I mean, who knows? They yeah. could potentially change things. I mean, they've made a lot of cool, uh, unique mechanics for each faction. So yeah. It's just weird with Total War that they change a lot of game mechanics throughout. Mm-hmm. Because that thing was introduced in Rome to Total War. That you can only have like armies under a general. Yeah. Before that, you could have like endless armies on the strategic map. And just like a couple uh, of units in each army. 
So that mm -hmm. like it would work way better with that. You can just have small cavalry units. Yeah. And also fucking uh, like I'm excited about the total war, but I also fucking think of the things that I I'm just disappointed with war and total war. First of all, mm -hmm. it's fucking dogs of war. Why don't they have mercenary units? They used to have them in Rome too. Like you could just recruit mercenaries. And that would be so perfect for Warmer. Yeah, I've seen a lot of cool mods where people have made the dogs of war into the game. Uh, but I mean, maybe it's something that they, I, I guess they, they, they have a lot to release, basically, and they just haven't gotten to it. Uh, I, I wouldn't be surprised if it comes in. fucking years. That's it, a sh shitty excuse. The second thing is fucking but, naval battles. Where, where's Banner War in Total War? That would be. <laughs> yeah, 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 that's true. But I mean, there's, there hasn't been any chaos demons for all this time. So people have, of course, been upset about that. Ogre Kingdoms also. I mean, yes. there's big factions missing. So that the Get dogs the of war are not in the game yet. Yeah, it's been out for how long now? Like eight years? I don't know. I'm not, a, like... game, I'm not a game developer. I don't know. I don't know how long time that takes. I, I can't. But, but, uh, I mean, but that's cool. And the other big reveal, of course, was Cathay, which that yeah. really blew me away. Like, what? What? Yeah. <laughs> uh, which is just like a blank canvas. I mean, there has, hasn't ever been any units for them, has there? Um, in it's been like mentioned. First edition, there were ninjas, I think. Ooh. <laughs> Again, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, that's also were... something. <laughs> Actually, oh yeah, now that I think of it, there were some like super, very not politically correct things in the third edition. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> there were some stuff from Nippon as well. Like, uh, they, they were literally called kamikaze suicide bombers, I don't think. <laughs> Okay. Well, <laughs> looking forward to seeing them again. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, as you said, it's really cool because a blank canvas because it's never, <clears throat> never really been done. Yeah, and I also think uh, like, oh, I've seen this before. Let's see how they do it in Total War. But this yeah, is yeah. crazy. And I feel like I, I don't know much about fantasy from you know China and, and Japan. I mean, other than like some manga and stuff, but. Uh, so, I mean, who knows what they would go with it. Uh, I think the, when the designers talked about it, it sounded really, really promising, at least. That it's going to yeah. feel completely new, but still feel uh, like Warhammer. I, um, I just think of Mulan. Yeah. <laughs> and that's one of my favorite Disney movies. So if it's, if it's that, I'm happy with it. Uh, <laughs> the old one, of course, not the new. Not the new. Yeah, well, apparently uh, they're going to like lean heavily on the dragons. Like, it's oh. called like, you call they call them like the dragon emperors of yeah oh yeah will they be like the chinese long dragons do you think like woo. I, hope, I hope so yeah, yeah uh it was kind of fun because uh i'm reading through uh, the tamarkan book at the moment uh yeah. to get some nurgle inspiration um and then there was this little uh little side thing where they were basically well they, you know they're marching and they they're just about to enter the mountains and fight the the ogres, uh, and so um, and then in this army you have this nasty guy who's called Say Sail the Faithless, this wizard dude who's leading the Dolgans or something, um, and he's this typical trickster guy, you know. He's like, of course, Tamar, can I do anything for you? But then he's always like, hey, I have my own agenda. <laughs> um, and so they're like, no, okay, no, we're going to go into the mountains, everyone, let's do this. And then he is like, oh, now I'm going to tell these crazy beastmen to come with me to attack the Jade Tower. That's, uh, you know, <laughs> um, 
like one of their watchtowers watching over the the you know the silk road or whichever yeah. road to Cathay. Uh and then you got a little tidbit of that you know them fighting of course uh, mentions of you know, people with samurai swords and some strange like animated constructs in stone that were sort of flying sort of gliding all kinds of you know they're very good at describing it in still this vague way that just like oh what is this mystery i think they were also firing cannons that shot javelins and stuff i mean oh i like it yeah well, it, was, it was the master it was, wrote the book and I'm like, yeah yeah exactly exactly so uh and uh, my... they, do, they do hold off the, they hold off the chaos uh, storm actually so yeah yeah one of my favorite art pieces is uh, in the ogre book, uh, where the ogres are attacking a Kislevite caravan going to to Cathay. Yes, uh, and you talked about that on the podcast that I listened to the other day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, lovely! It's just, uh, like mm-hmm. tickles your imagination to think of like how east and west are connected a bit, but like it's never really mentioned. But there are there is trade going on between them. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And you have oh, all of that, all everything in the East seems so harsh and far away in a way. Um, but okay, so the uh, exciting thing is, of course, also that they are going to make new miniatures for the, the Old World project or whatever it's called, right? Um, mm-hmm. And so they are designing, I guess, Kislev models and Cathay models for this at the same time as the Total War games, or what do you think? Yeah, that's uh, it's gonna be crazy if they add Cathay because like, yeah, <laughs> I think, well I did, and I think most people thought that it would be like a very limited release at first, and yeah. then they're like, oh, here's the old world, it's uh, some empire places, and everyone's like, oh yeah, it's gonna be empire civil war with some stuff, and then they're like, and here's elven colonies and wood elves and orcs and this thing and that thing, and like holy shit, oh, and here's Cathay. Yeah, okay, assume we have the whole world yeah. <laughs> again. Uh, yeah, I don't know what, what they're going to do with that, actually. But, uh, I mean, it would be silly if they don't use the hype that's going to come from the from the game. But, I mean, I've said that before, like, oh, look at the Total War games, they're doing really well, why don't they make fantasy games? And they model so they, they don't, sort of. But, um, yeah. maybe this is it. We'll, we'll see. <laughs> yeah, it's very, very exciting times. Would you, would you redo, uh, or, like, add to your Kislev army, do you think? Or would you try to do a Cathay army? Um, what, what they look like, of course. But... I would do Kislev. Mm. I would, depending on how the game is like, I'll either add to my existing force or just do a new one. Mm-hmm. So sure. I don't know about Cathay. They still feel a bit far away, like geographically. It's, it's more like, well, I sort of want to play a story within the old world still. Um, yeah. and Cathay is so far away but at the same time I'm really psyched that they're making them so oh. yeah. and maybe, uh, this, this is the way I think about several uh, races in uh, the old world like lizards yeah. living in mm-hmm. South America just uh, yeah. guarding their temples and oh now they're fighting empire or dwarves <laughs> yeah. or, or tomb kings like what how yeah. Kings, it seems like they're they're just very off from mm-hmm. everyone else to constantly end up fighting them. Yeah, yeah, that's true. But uh, well, well, <laughs> we shall see. Um, uh, other releases. Um, we have the the new boxed game, the the Cursed City. 
Have you seen? Did you see the drop of that box? Yes, some yeah. great models in there. So this is like a new silver tower, like a Warhammer Quest thing, I guess. Mm, yeah, I think it's yeah, it's more like Blackstone Fortress. Okay, but because... like a so, mini role play sort of thing, game yeah. in a box, right? Yeah. I'm not sure how silver tower works. I I don't know if that was more like a well, Warhammer Quest where just random things happen while well, you discover a thing. I think the thing with Blackstone Fortress is that it had like a like a storyline that it was like a proper story game and then you had like these secret cards that you couldn't open until you did some of the missions and oh, they have cool. the same thing in this thing you have yeah. secret cards that's nice hmm. Hmm. yeah i don't know i i like it i think the miniatures are a bit all over the place some of them i think are quite weird and i mean it's also weird because some feel like oh this is really like the old world uh, perfect for that and some are like oh this seems more uh, age of sigmar I don't know, it's a weird mix. I, yeah. Because I guess it's taking place in Age of Sigmar, in like one of the realm things, right? Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, it is. Uh, but, uh, but some scary vampires, <laughs> some looking kind mm -hmm. of Kis Kislev-like, right? Yeah, 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 I really like that like dude with a sword. Yeah, it was really cool. And I mean, the, it's good that they get new bat swarms and rat swarms. They were, yeah. they were not that good looking, the, the existing ones. The, the the huge thing, like the semi wargolf thing, I don't know what to think about it. It's got some weird wings on its shoulder, like yeah. that. I'm a bit, I don't know, but I, I'm sure it can be converted to look really cool. Uh, yeah, yeah, some great models in there. I probably will not get it. Maybe I'll mm -hmm. try and get like one or two models, but it seems like yeah. there's a lot of HS markets or all the small games around it that have like. A couple nice miniatures here and there mm. that you kind of just want, but it seems like I, I would never really have a use for them. So I've never caught in anything really. Yeah. No, it's, I mean, I, I've been thinking about like, oh, it would be kind of fun to have one of those boxes because it would be, I really like uh, the game Gloomhaven, which is, I guess, similar in a way that you have like a role or role playing light game in a box. Yeah. Uh, but still, the, so the setting wasn't just right for this one for me. For me, uh, maybe Silver Tower would have been better, but I don't know either. It's fun that they're dropping new models. I don't know. Has there been any other news since last we talked? Um, not really. Mm -hmm. yeah. No new I mean, those, those Titanicus news. stuff. Or... Yeah, we're talking yeah. about the. The massive new titan with Kala. Okay, yeah, that's true. That's true. Um, but uh, what have you been doing hobby-wise? I know you sent me some pictures. Yeah, I actually done some hobby. I built my Chimera finally. Yes, and this is the Chimera for <laughs> Astra. Uh, well, Imperial Guard. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the, that's the trying. tank camera, not the three-headed one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So. Uh... Thought I'd actually do some hobby. I've been playing War Thunder so much. Mm -hmm. so I decided I'd get this built. Got it as a Christmas present, so it's about time. <laughs> and I really wanted to uh, customize it heavily because it's oh, going to be yeah. the only tank in my force. I thought I might as well just go ham and just load it up with crap. 
I love the the wood panels that you put on the side for sort of protection. That's so World War Two feel. <laughs> yeah. So uh, yeah, so it's gonna be the only tank from my force, and I, it's like an infantry company, and they have one Chimera to just drive supplies around, do reconnaissance missions, drive the company commander around a bit. So I wanted to give it the feel like they unloaded all of the extra craft that they don't want to walk around with on there. Yeah, like a moving home or something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so there's a bunch of backpacks and just equipment hanging off it. And the logs, as I said, I went out like uh, on my shopping trip. I was like, oh, you got to keep a lookout for good sticks. Yeah. So yeah, I found, found these and they're pretty good size. And uh, as I said, like the World War II feel because like all soviet tanks just have a, a random log on the side <laughs> but what is it for is it like well if armor is not good enough we put on this log <laughs> like what the fuck what? i think they use it for driving through mud and shit so they won't get stuck oh oh that they I, take it off and put they put them down sort of that makes yeah. more sense i think also like uh if you have like a platoon of tanks and they each have a log they can all lay down Along each across like a muddy field, and then they can drive it that's, that's smart. I've always been wondering in, in, in movies, like, whoa, what's the fucking point? <laughs> Just <laughs> as like works as well. So, in, 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 in War Thunder, this game, like, this, all Soviet tanks have logs on the side. And I, like, in that game, I have been hit on the log, and the log has like fallen off <laughs> and shielded me. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, I mean, probably. Log, Probably does offer some protection. I just thought it was to like explode into shrapnel and kill all the infantry around, like ah, painters. <laughs> <laughs> oh, three toothpicks, <laughs> lovely. Yeah, so I'm gonna paint this soon, yeah. maybe next weekend. Oh, nice. But that's the only only painting hobby thing at the moment. Yes. How yeah, about yeah. you? Uh, um. Yeah, I'm just sitting here waiting for my Warriors of Chaos to arrive. But they're goddamn Brexit, they're stuck in Germany. <laughs> oh, 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 that's the biggest problem in the world at the moment. But uh, I'm, I'm hopeful. So, yeah, uh, so I, I've just been thinking, like, oh, about the, you know, how will I paint this uh, Nurgle force that I'm making? And I uh, have so many ideas. And I couldn't, uh, I couldn't stand it anymore. So I went and bought this model, this new, what is it called? Like, Lord of Blights, I think. Like a single model. Looks sort of like the old uh, Nurgle yeah. champion guy with the big belly. That's been yeah, the guy with the, the fly shield, right? Yes, yes, the new one uh, with the fly, fly shield, yeah. Uh, which was a, a lovely model to work with and really fun to paint. And I got to try out doing all this nasty source on him and stuff. Uh, and I'm happy with his color scheme. I'm going to do like a lot of metals because I, I don't want the metals to be just painted green uh, like the you know the armor plates and stuff so um, I'm gonna go for more metal look on them and then have green on all the, the cloth and stuff uh, and I sent you a picture of him yeah and you you said it looked okay <laughs> yeah it was a few days ago I need to look at it again Oh well, yeah, we finished it and put some uh, like a snow base on it also. Uh, but nice. I'm really happy. Yeah, I'm really happy with that. Oh, nice, nice maggots in his belly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he looks, it looks lovely. Uh, so, so, what will you use him as? Uh, I'm gonna put him in the, a unit of these uh, the Blight Kings, 
which were added in the end times. Uh, and I know that they're not, well, uh, but they're just so cool looking. They're like, in a way, chosen, but, you know, chosen by Nurgle and uh, almost like a monstrous infantry uh, unit. So I'll just have six of those guys. Um, and uh, nice. we'll see. They're sort of an extra that I can put in if people want to play with them or not. We'll see how, how OP they are, if they are OP. Um, but yeah, and, and, and so, okay. So it's, it's basically a race against the clock, as usual, because uh, when the Chaos Warriors arrive, I will be completely engulfed in that. So before that, <laughs> I should really finish the Birdman, of course, and uh, Richard Kruger's Cursed Company. Uh, but I'm working on the skeletons right now, and they look pretty good um, getting there. Nice. The, the, the so bone, how many bone, do you have in total? A base unit? Uh, it's going to be 20. 20 guys. Nice. Uh, and it's going to be, let's see, there's three of them are uh, Chaos uh, Dwarf Skeletons, two of them <laughs> are Dark Elf Skeletons, then we have like four that look like they are my mercenary guys, uh, then we have the, the original command group of three, and the rest are just skellies with uh, very little cloth and armor on them. Uh, so I'm hoping it's gonna, yeah. I'm putting on the, yel- the yellows now, and then I'm gonna do some purple for them to blend into the army. Um, well, I think it's gonna look good. Yeah, it's gonna be a really cool unit. Very yeah. characterful. Yeah, and then if uh, my friend Danny starts with his vampire counts, it's gonna be good <laughs> to have an undead unit that hates other undead, sort of. <laughs> or at, at least Richard Kruger has hatred them. But uh, yeah, I, nice. the, yeah, I love the idea that they're just gonna. <laughs> I hate being dead. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm just gonna kill you. Uh, although, if he, he has the rule that if he kills models, he adds new skeletons to his force. So, if he kills a skeleton, does he just add a skeleton? Hmm. Doesn't seem like fluff wise that it works. Uh, well, <laughs> now we're getting into the skeleton science again. Have you been yeah. following the discussion of uh, how skeletons can blow horns? It's been raging oh, no. across the, the Wormer fantasy Facebook groups. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Most of their musicians are horn blowers. Yeah, but I mean, how how does anything work with skeletons? <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. They look kind of cool though. Their their horns. So I like the musicians. <laughs> but hmm. well, my my skeleton is actually a. I think it's a goblin guy with a big bone that is beating on the drum. So he he works at least. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I'll play as maybe he actually is a halfling. I'll just maybe that fits better with my theme. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but uh, yeah, they're lovely, lovely models. Even the and the, the yeah, especially the old uh, command group. They are really well detailed, despite yeah. being so old. Yeah, well, they knew their Me- shit. Metal su- supremacy. <laughs> Yeah, it's the Perry Brothers. Yep, yep. Hats off. All right. Uh, should we uh, move on to the, the main topic of the day? Yeah, yeah. Let's go over to ourselves, talking to Kalle. All right, we will be back after this.
And we're back, and we're joined by Kale. Hello. Hello. Self-proclaimed uh, Titanicus expert from the south of Sweden. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Here uh, to... Expert, I don't know. Titanicus, <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, compared to us, definitely. We, uh, we know nothing. Uh, for oh. the, the seasoned listener, you will uh, remember Kale from many, many moons ago. Uh, you oh, were on, it's been like... on several episodes. Yeah. Yeah, maybe um, two or something. I don't know. In like 2017, maybe? Uh, yeah, it was before I moved to this apartment. So it must have been 2017. <laughs> Jesus. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Yay. No, it's good to have you back. Um, good to be back. Yeah. Yeah. So first of all, you've been playing a lot of Titanicus, which we're going to talk a bit about. And then you have some ideas for how to run Titanicus in more of a, like an event style, not just pickup games, but if you would run a major event. Yeah, I mean, we've been playing these heresy events for as long as I've been playing heresy, right? Yeah. Um, And like the thing that I realized by playing a bunch of Titanicus is that you have many options that you do before you start your game. So there's like this almost pre-game stuff that you have to like figure out all your different stratagems and what your underdog balance and all that bullshit and i've come up with some kind of way of of streamlining that a little bit to uh to be able to play a game of a reasonable point size uh within like two or three hours So, so the first things first things first. I want to know which which Titan Legio are you playing, or are you playing uh, several? I play, I yeah, I'm playing one, but it's also several because I uh-huh. uh, I'm playing Tempestus, uh-huh. which is also Tempestor, which is the, yeah the the beautiful thing with Tempestor is that in the Great Schism of Mars, as uh-huh. you all know. There were three Titan Legions. Legios. It was the the Death's Heads and the uh, uh, which is Legio Mortis and the Fire Wasps and the uh, Storm Lords uh-huh. uh, and the Edge Lords, the uh, uh, Legio Mortis sided with Horus and. Yeah. Uh, the Fire Wasps are the most um, loyal of loyalists legios. And the uh, Stormlords divided down the middle. So they're both sides. Ah, cool. Uh, which was a decision that I made like a really long time ago when I painted a Warhound for my heresy army. That I wanted yeah. something that could be both loyalist and traitor. Uh-huh. And this is like the, the 50-50 legio. Uh, that's pretty nice. cool. There's not that many... Uh things in the heresy that I can think of that split like that. Like none of the, the, the Space Marine Legions split. So oh, that 50, you can 50, play. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you could yeah. play like Loyalist Death Guard after Istvan, but they must have died out pretty fast. So this is <laughs> the Tempestor. Yeah, Legio. I know. And it's like, I'm not that familiar with the storyline of Titanicus or like the specific battles and stuff, but there's no big, you know, cleansing or... Uh, like you know, when they get rid of all the loyal elements on Istvan 3, for instance, there's no event like that that I know of, at least. Um, yeah. so, are they still around in 40k? 
like the split like that or do you know what happened to them yeah 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 there's like old art of tempester titans with like birds heads and stuff oh cool and, and i don't know uh, which... what colors are they i have no uh, idea actually. they're the blue blue camouflage and uh, oh. uh checkers black and white checkers oh, okay sweet which I think is also like a great color scheme. They're like an old school Legio, which I like, and they have turned out first time I played with them uh, that they have some pretty nice special rules as well, oh. uh, which is also interesting when you compare Titanicus to Heresy is that, you know, in Heresy, you have 18 Legios or Legions yeah. and they all have their special rules and then they have like... Uh, you know, force organization, special rules on top of that. But in Heresy, there's like, I don't know how many different Legios there are there. Yeah, I have no idea, but it, at least 30. I don't know. Oh, yeah. And there's because rules it, for it, make, making up your own, right? Also. Yeah, which or... are completely ridiculous, uh, <laughs> which is one of the things that I, I change in the event, uh, in the event <laughs> format that I cooked up. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But I, what I really enjoy with the game is that you have, like, you play individuals instead of playing, like, a mass. It's not a mass game or mass battle game in the same sense as Heresy is, because you have maybe, you know, five models on your side, and, and you have a much more, like, a much more granular damage structure to these. Um, these uh, models so you have you know hit locations and i guess you're a little bit familiar with the game and how it how it functions i don't know have you you've never yeah, tried I think it we, uh, I, I, no, i've tried it or you've tried it okay a couple of times I actually we we have talked about it uh, previously on on the show and we had mm -hmm. on other guests like my friend frederick i think he talked a bit about it also gave us some hints um but yeah it seems yeah as you say a lot more you keep, I mean, at first glance, it's like, oh, it's only five models. How convenient. It's going to save time. And then there's so many fucking different little things to keep track on. Like, what's my plasma generator up to? Uh, how many void shields do I have? Uh, and all that stuff. But that, I mean, that makes it fun, of course. Yeah, I really enjoy that. And it's it keeps your, like, all the special rules that you have for Titan are usually printed on the terminal, except for the rules that are sort of global for your whole list or for your whole uh, battle group. Yeah, the terminal is a great addition to the game. It looks really yeah. cool and just makes it a lot easier to play. I, I think like uh, when the game launched though, there's a lot of people saying like, oh yeah, I gotta like build my own terminal or magnetize it or punch holes through it because you just put a lot of stuff there that can easily be knocked out. Yeah, and it should clearly they never play the game. They should, uh, they should. I mean, you can magnetize it. For it. Imagine there are apps. Your iPad. There are apps. Um, I don't remember the name, but if you search for Titanicus app, there's like a a, a Titan tracker app, whatever it's called. Mm -hmm. oh, sounds nice. cool. So you can have like one, you know, one page with the terminal, and then you just swipe to get to the next terminal stuff. Yes, that would yeah. uh, that would definitely make me feel more like a like in Magos. Like you're sitting, you're you're sitting in the Titan sort of thing. <laughs> yeah, if you only... have a little, little cockpit set up with iPads oh. for each of your 
Uh, yeah, yes. I, I yes. would have expected like uh, society to go, come a bit further that I would have like a hollow screen in front of me that I could just like swipe the thing from my iPad into like this 3D <laughs> sphere in front of me. One day, Nicholas. One day. Uh, but can I order to report gaming? <laughs> yeah. How much? Uh, how much stuff do you have painted up at the moment? Like, tell us about uh, your. I army. have four thousand points now. Okay, but uh, uh, I don't know what that means. That? <laughs> four thousand points. One is, warlord. I've never, I've never played with everything. Like what we do usually is we, we play at a friend's house, and there's three and a half people playing in that group. There's three of us that play regularly, and one guy that is playing quite rarely, but he's still in our, you know, group chat. A lurker. Yeah. Exactly. Um, and yeah due to covid and stuff and that's covid is really the reason that we started playing in this smaller group uh, because we wanted to try uh, playing outdoors oh uh, at the end of summer so we set up you know we have this big gaming venue in Malmö, and they decided to close down yeah. uh, exactly uh, so we uh, we borrowed a bunch of uh, uh, gaming boards from there so we put them up in um, in Hampus uh, like in his garden so we started playing <laughs> outside and then all of a sudden it went dark um, and it's really <laughs> nice to play in a summer evening but you know in August it gets dark oh. so he hooked up like his you know big painting lamp, lamp from his apartment and stuff so we could have some some lighting on the on the gaming table <laughs> but we had cool. that was basically the first game for all of us so we had no idea what we were doing um and we didn't play with any special rules and stuff but with yeah, an for... actual actual weather chart like oh no the rain <laughs> will now influence your uh, <laughs> your aim yeah exactly <laughs> a, a wind factor and stuff yeah um and and but but when we played that game we decided like okay, this this game is about um, terrain. You need a lot of terrain to make this game interesting. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, because, because you want to be able to hide even the biggest things. Yeah, or... and if if you're hitting like two thousand points, let's say, yeah. which is a, a pretty big force, um, you could single out a powerful threat in your opponent's army and kill it turn one. Which is never like it's never interesting. But what what kind of terrain do you use? Uh, for the like... first game we played, we we took a bunch of you know cliffs and rocky hills and stuff, and uh, like dead trees, uh, which made like we needed terrain that wasn't you know scale specific. Yeah, because all of us in this little group is pretty picky when it comes to you know having. Uh, put effort into painting your stuff and uh, and then you just put up the like the oh here's the Rohan terrain from yeah, Lord exactly. of the Rings let's Here, just play with that here's a shoebox <laughs> you know <laughs> um, which like I've never really understood that like I don't I don't think the gaming experience is that like it's not that necessary for me to enjoy the hobby as a whole that I need to you know play with bases with numbers on them instead mm. of models yeah or 
which some people are super into the gaming side, but I've never really, I've never really understood that. Like, what's the fascination with that? I think the fascination comes from the story and the the sort of the visual representation of what you're doing. The sweet, yeah. sweet, sweet models. Yeah, I like the models. But anyway, four thousand points <laughs> is what I have, and that's mm-hmm. three warlords, uh, four reavers, four warhounds. Uh, two night lancers and three little stompy knights. So it's basically uh, but, like a, a little group of everything. But, but, but back to the terrain, I'm really curious. Like, what is <laughs> you say you need a lot of terrain for this game? Like, yeah. what kind of terrain is this the, the shit? Because, like, for fantasy, you need woods, and that kind of makes the, uh, the game work and the hills and stuff. And for mm-hmm. 30k, you just have ruins everywhere. Like, I see a lot of ruins or houses in Titanicus, but are yeah. they like, does any big thing like is a rock just as good as a house or a house? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Really Th- there's no, there's no like cover effects. The only thing that you, you have to consider is like level of uh, obscurity or obfuscation or whatever the English word is. But like if you see 50% of the opposing thing, you get, you know, minus one to hit. If you see less than 25%, you get minus two. Okay, so is there no other interaction with terrain? Like, could you, uh, you could can, a big you can, warlord there stomp are, through? Yeah, there are optional rules for, for destroying terrain. Um, and yeah, it, so you could play with that, but then like for me to have that make sense as a gaming experience i need ruins to replace the yeah, yeah. you know the buildings that i shoot i want to put the ruin there instead yeah that would look really cool but as you say if you just remove it and then there's nothing there right know. just yeah, thinking then... like it would be cool if you had like a canyon table for titanics mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So yeah yeah and we're building like oscar and me we're building a bunch of terrain we basically went on all the miniature trading sites. A lot of people sold out their terrain that they bought when the game launched. Oh, yeah. Uh, so we bought a bunch of these uh, uh, houses and game spires. Of houses. Yeah, the houses. I, I, I like them. I think they look really cool. Yeah, they're beautiful. And they're super fun to build huh? because it's like building little uh, apartment buildings. Mm-hmm. And, oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I combined some of them with uh, 40k stuff to make like a mechanicus complex so i put a bunch of chimneys and smokestacks on it uh, to make something a little bit different than just yeah. you know yeah here's apartment complex number 87 <laughs> uh, but well, you need that is sort of how depressing the, the 31st millennium is though <laughs> yeah <laughs> and there are a I... lot of like beautiful uh 3d uh, people out there uh, that make these like additions and add-ons and stuff for this this kit that you can make a little bit more. Do you have a 3D printer? I've, I don't have a 3D printer, no. Uh, but I, I know people that have them. <laughs> uh, so you're just bartering favors for uh, Titanicus building add-ons? Uh, yeah, I haven't printed anything, but I know Oscar's printing a bunch of houses. I'll draw you a sick logo if you print some uh, chimneys for me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's a good idea, actually. 
Uh, I should make a living out of that. Yeah. Mm. Uh, drawing <laughs> shit. <laughs> um, yeah, but like the... Well, we also identified like when we started playing that we need more terrain and we needed terrain that have sufficient height. Mm-hmm. Uh, because a lot of these buildings, like if you just build them without thinking about the, the way that you're going to play with them later on, is that you build them quite low mm-hmm. and you never get any cover or any, uh, like on both sides of a warlord, for instance. So if you have a warlord which yeah. has like unlimited range on its weapons or a lot of its oh. weapons, yeah. uh, you can just park it in a corner and then it can shoot with its uh, volcano cannon all across the table. Ah. But it can also be shot at from all across the table. And it's a little bit more interesting if you can have, you know, firing lanes and different kind of. Um, yeah. So generally, like, how many stories of the, of the official terrain do you think you need to build? Four or five? <laughs> okay, that much. Or three. I can imagine. Three or four I or five. Me. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so they're like, they're big, chunky buildings, right? Yeah, yeah. So you can hide stuff behind it and you can actually... Like you need to consider them when you're playing instead of just here's a here's a, a stupid house. I'm just gonna you know show shoot <laughs> over it. But yeah, that's true. Then I can imagine like uh, there there's a benefit then for you know knights and stuff. You know they're really vulnerable, but they can hide easily, and that sort of makes them worth taking or something. Yeah, knights are always worth taking. Knights are huh? super powerful, but huh? also. I think they're like a little bit ridiculous because they, <laughs> like, if they get into melee combat, they hit on a two plus and then they have like extra oh. attacks and there's, yeah. Oh, regardless if, if it's a huge titan they're fighting or. Yeah. And the uh, yeah, wolves exactly. can turn around to, to hit him, right? No, exactly. They can only, I think, warlords mm-hmm. can turn at a maximum 90 degrees. No, it always me. So knights are super, <laughs> super powerful if you can handle them. But they're also, you know, if you shoot them with the right weapon, then they die. <laughs> Instantly. That's, yeah. But, uh, uh, okay, so so who, well, uh, you already talked about uh, Oscar and Hampus. Are they, those the your regular opponents? Yeah, and you won. Uh, Hampus is the lurker, and then you won who plays, uh, uh, in Heresy, plays Mechanicum. Uh-huh. Uh, and he painted an Ultramarines force, but then he decided to sell that Ultramarines force like last year. Okay. Um, yeah. So, and Shitty he. <laughs> Ultramarines. <laughs> uh, yeah. So it's me, Oscar, and you want to place the most, and then Hampus comes in and out a little bit. Okay. Uh, so, so y- y- you want to you wanna see this at the 30K event in the future? What is your your grand scheme for it? Yeah, my grand scheme is to run an event this year uh, with just Titanicus, and then if that overlaps oh. with with uh, Horus Heresy or the like Age of Darkness, like there's always that idea that people are talking about, right? Yeah, Battlefield Gothic at the same time as uh, yeah, Saturn yeah, event but... and uh, yeah, <laughs> and it sort of makes sense, but at the same time, like. A Titan Legio, if you have two Titan Legios or a bunch of Titan Legios fighting on a planet, then are there Space Marines there? <laughs> they, well, like, they'll, they'll be hosts, right? smashed. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And also, so, I mean, I, I think a lot of people playing Titanicus, well, I, I would guess also play, maybe play 30K or something. 
And then if you have a combined event that is like, well, maybe they'd rather play their 30k stuff or, you know, hard to decide. If you say that this is only Titanicus, then people will get more people playing probably. Yeah, or you can have, you know, parallel events. Uh, mm-hmm. Like when we have the Wargaming weekends in Monoma, you can have like... Oh, yeah, that's smart. You know, Heresy in one room and Titanicus in the other. And then mm-hmm. on day one and then day two, you can change it up. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they can both affect the, the map that you guys usually use. Yeah, or you have, you know, space battles only with Soul Mortalis only for the Age of Darkness. And then you yeah. have, you know, planet landing sites that are bombarded by mega robots with volcano cannons and <laughs> plasmas. Yeah. Okay, so, so what, what is your, your Bible? Uh, I don't know if it's it. a Bible, but it's, it's an idea, right? Or it's a concept. Yeah. Um, and as I said, like the, the terrain I find super important and that you need a lot of it and you need uh, scale appropriate terrain. So the entry ticket to get to this event is that you need to find a buddy and the two of you provide one table of terrain. Oh, interesting. That's smart. I mean, then you can have unlimited amount of players, more or less. <laughs> yeah, and, and if that's... Uh, um, you know, if that's too much for people, then I don't know if, like... I mean, if you want maybe to play you could a make a few ex- exceptions. Or, terrain, and we have a bunch of terrain, right? Yeah. And... Uh, but since you don't have to haul that many miniatures with you, you could also grab, you know, a box of terrain. Yeah, that's true. And it could be and forests, would... and it could be, you know, the Civitas Imperialis or whatever it's called, and or it could be anything as long as it, it looks cool and you can create this um, uh, you know, so the, the the event part of playing is more playing people that you don't necessarily play uh, regularly, but you have you bring terrain with you. Yeah, I mean, most uh, people will have terrain that they play with in their group anyway, or something, or they yeah, bought exactly. the starting and I, box and they have this ter- terrain anyway. Or and I posted this in the in the Swedish uh, Adeptus Titanicus uh, Facebook group, and mm-hmm. you know the the guys uh, the Dirty K. Yeah, they have a yeah. bunch of tables, right? Yeah, uh, and they they would be super happy to to uh, do some kind of joint venture on this type of thing. I yeah. think. Yeah, um, because you need a little, you need a little bit more materials than than you know you need for a, a Age of Darkness event. Like if you if you come to a regular horror service event, you say, "Oh, here's my army," and maybe you have a book. Maybe you don't even have the rule book. But here, if you're having, you know, 20 players, you need to make sure that everyone has their fucking terminals and everyone has their markers to put on their terminals. Yeah. And everybody has, you know, maybe the special dice and all that shit. To speed up the games. Yeah. And you probably need... um, Yes, I don't know exactly how it's going to look like if if you have free entry if you can you know bring a table of terrain or whatever mm-hmm. because we're going to have a, a a number of of tables but we don't know how many yeah i mean it's good if there's someone you know like oh I've, you know i don't have a gaming group and i really want to join but i'm sitting here alone and i don't uh, have any terrain then of course you can solve something but uh, yeah, the I majority of people 
Yeah, and I think a lot of people bought the starter set. Yeah. And they have some terrain. Yeah. Right. So, mm -hmm. yeah, paint your terrain. That's uh, do, my... you, do you play on the this, this standard size, like a six by four? Um, you play four you by play on... four. Four by four. Four by four. Oh, that's, yeah. mm, that's also interesting. So opens up for more players in a way. I mean, you have limited space in a, in a hall if you're having an event mm -hmm. also. Mm. Yeah, but you also need to put a terminal somewhere. Ah, oh, that's true. All them terminals. So put name name tags on your terminals so you don't lose them. Yeah, and that's another <laughs> thing about the terminals. They all look the same at like from you know three feet away. Yeah. You can't see if this is a warhound terminal or if this is a warlord terminal, hmm. which is super annoying. So <laughs> yeah, I'm thinking about designing my own terminals that have like you know a colored frame. So you have gold, silver, and bronze or whatever for the different mm -hmm. sizes of titans. Yeah. anything to streamline the game i guess when you have so much yeah to because keep track. The, there's so much bookkeeping and there's so much um going back and forth and looking at this uh, uh looking at this thing so the the more you can like trim away at saying you know uh, yeah this titan has this terminal and this titan has this terminal the better mm. so you need quite a lot of of table space anyway so if you play 2000 points you need, probably need the extra two by four on the side for all the terminals okay <laughs> yeah. how many how many points do you think is op uh, optimal uh yeah that's my like next uh, bullet point on my thing here yeah um so i'm thinking you should play 2000 points mm -hmm. which is a lot i guess but you can also like there's a component of the rules that say if you have less points than your opponent within a certain span, you get extra stratagem points. Oh, cool. Um, so you have like an underdog uh, handicap. Yeah. Uh, so that, that level is like 250 points. Um, so basically, if you take away a Warhound, you get an extra like sneaky card that you can play okay um but in order to streamline like the like i said before the stratagem rules are very like yeah i'm gonna do this i'm gonna do like you have to think so much <laughs> about like there's a potential of people and some people like to think a lot about how they play the game yeah yeah um and do you, do you so, feel some combinations are too good or why is this a, a big problem because there's so many stratagems so you sort of have to, to decide before the game somehow or so you don't yeah. stand there like so, hmm, should so i take this or? according to the to the the official rules hmm. or the matched play rules or whatever it's called hmm. i mean there are narrative events that are or narrative missions that are completely you know you have a T-shaped table, and one side has five thousand points, and the other side has four thousand. Like, oh. where there's like a bunch of extra stuff, yeah, um, which is cool and interesting. But I don't know if that's necessarily what's 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 the best setup for uh, a gaming event. But mm. so what happens when you play the game is that you decide on a points level, uh, and then you build your battle force. And then you see your opponent's battle force and you decide on what stratagems you should have. And you have, oh, okay. if you play 2,000 points, you have four 
four stratagem points to buy your stratagems for. And the stratagems cost either one, two, or three points. And every Legio has their own stratagems. And in every book they release, there's like 10 new stratagems. So all of a sudden, uh -huh. it's, a, it's, it's like the tactics cards in Necromunda. Mm. It's yep. like this huge library of things that, first of all, they're cards that you can't buy anywhere. Uh, and there's like lists at the end of every every uh, campaign book that they release. There's like all the extra stratagem points or the extra stratagem cards listed there. Um, and some of them are super super useful, and you always take those. And then there's some of them that are complete bullshit and situational and extremely rare that you can, you know, why would you take that if you can take something like thermal mines that is always useful oh. how, do you, uh, how do you solve this so I, I try and solve it by saying that you build a list in advance of your event and you with that list you decide on stratagem points according to your points level so you have four points uh, to buy stratagems for and if you take away 250 points from your battle force you get an extra point oh yeah that's nice so if you know that, oh, I can't fill up this, I don't have enough Titans, I'll just take an extra stratagem or something. Exactly. And if that's a, a, a sort of fair handicap system, I have no idea. Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, uh, that's uh, by the designers of the game. So. Yeah, exactly. And then, uh, because otherwise it's like, and then you have that sort of four points as a benchmark all the time. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, mm -hmm. if you show up to a game and you decided that you should play 2,000 points, but both of you have 1,750. Then you both get, you know, um, there are certain things in your list that can generate extra stratagem points for your opponent. That's what I'm trying to say. I don't know, like, how big of a change do you get from stratagems? Like, if like if you face a certain Legio, then you're like, oh, shit, now I definitely need that card or that stratagem. And then you face something else. You definitely need something else. I don't no, know. No, I think I think they're important to see how the game plays, uh, especially if you get like a bunch of extra ones. Um, but I think that, you know, at least the way that we've been playing, there's I don't know maybe a hundred different stratagems, and I think <laughs> there's maybe ten or fifteen of them that we use regularly because they're just better than everything else. Yeah. yeah, maybe you could, uh, like for an, the event, you could take 10 cards, but then for each game, you'd have to decide on those four. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's cool. You, you build build a deck. Or you just randomize for everyone, <laughs> every every yeah. game. But then because I guess then people uh, also will just take time because they won't know what their stratagems are. Yeah, because yeah. then you still get to, uh, to switch it up, but you don't have to go through 100 of them before each game. Mm. Smart. Yeah, my idea was to to uh, allow people to have different army lists that mm -hmm. they can use that are paired with different stratagem. That I like that as well use. because then you sort of also tailor your your idea of a list, and then I mean you have time so you can print your stratagem cards or write them down or whatever, so you know yeah. you 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 can study them before. Sort of you're not taken like oh what's this every time. You should you should know <laughs> what you're bringing sort of. Yeah, and, I, and some of the stratagems are like, you know, combat effects. Some of them are extra victory points. Some of them are uh, 
uh, like yeah this titan gets an extra bonus whatever for the rest of the game oh, so they're like almost list components uh, yeah but there's also a rule that says that if you have if you use a legio for your titans you get your opponent gets two extra stratagem points for each legio that you're using so what I've decided oh, to as, do... As opposed to a knight list then? Or what is the option yeah, to Yeah, but the, the knights also have, you know, knight houses. Huh. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's very complicated, the system. And you can, hmm. like, if, you, if I decide to play in 2,000 points to have titans from three different legios, hmm. my opponent should technically get six extra stratagem points. Oh, okay, now I get... Oh, so if you mix, that's when you... Get, oh, okay, I understand now. So what I've decided is that you can only have Titans from one Legio. Mm -hmm. If you want to have several Legios, you have to remove two of your stratagem points from your pool instead of giving the opponent more. Mm -hmm. oh. Yeah, that's clever. Mm -hmm. uh, for, yeah. for every, like, except the first. Mm -hmm. So you can have maximum I mean, three different Legios, and then you have no stratagems at all. Yeah, because if I you take know, two leaders, yeah. you kind of force your opponent to do some extra thinking. <laughs> like, oh, here's two more cards that you have to decide on. Oh, shit. Well, let me just go through this list of 100 different <laughs> cards. Yeah, and you don't want to, you know, yeah, we have two and a half hours, then it's lunch. And, you know, you want people to be relaxed and have a good time. Yeah, when, and you, when, you've, when you played before, how, how long would you say it takes to set up the game when you're sitting there looking at stratagems and deciding? No, we've decided that we decide our stratagems, you know, before we start, before oh, okay. we show up. Nice. <laughs> so we say in our chat, you know, let's play Tuesday, 1,500 points. All right. And then decide what army list we're bringing and what stratagems we're going to use and all that stuff. And then see when we're there, maybe there's an extra point, you know, that you can spend. Mm -hmm. um, but... Yeah, so like the stratagems, you know, because that could take so much time and they, they can be super important to how you play. I think it needed some kind of, of streamlining or at least some kind of tweaking to, to fit into a, a one-day event. Mm. It sounds smart. Uh, and I have also decided to not allow any custom legios. Oh. Be because you can, if you want to, be a real dick with this rule set <laughs> and just build something that's completely broken. Hmm. Um, so, yeah, just put a restriction on that saying that um, no custom legios, no custom war gear, and all that stuff, because they're also, you know, custom stratagems for your custom legio. And there's like, oh my God. Yeah. Uh, also no for your patterns. opponent to sort of have an idea of what they're facing. Like, I've never heard about this before. Yeah, and maybe that's not, you know, like super overpowered or whatever, but, but it's still going to be like a mental exercise just to start that game. Mm. Uh, and I've also decided to, you know about Goonhammer, right? The, the like Warhammer website? Uh, no... Okay, if you're, gonna, if you're gonna I, get I've into, heard of it. if you're gonna get into Titanicus, they have like 
a great resource on Titanicus called Warlord Wednesdays, where they go through the rules, they go through different manipulations and stuff that you can use and different um, strategies and tactics and stuff. Um, and what they've done is they've listed all the stratagems on their website in one place because there's no other, there's no official publication with everything listed. And they've also, you know, just uh, scour all the white dwarfs and see if you find something. Yeah, exactly. There's a stratagem that came with a white dwarf, and that stratagem <laughs> is really, really good. <laughs> so, <Of course. laughs> um, you only get to use it if you own the white dwarf. Yeah, exactly. And I find that a little bit frustrating. And, <laughs> you know, I don't, I don't want to like host an event where somebody shows up and said actually in book blah 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 you can take this and this combination and uh, therefore i win like that's not... <laughs> i don't want those people involved and if they have to be involved then they have to be restricted by the rules at least yeah yeah um but what they've done on goonhammer which i'm going to come back to is that they've taken all the stratagems made their subjective uh, evaluation of each and every one and said and like divided them into different tiers oh saying this is tier one this is tier two blah 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 because mm -hmm. that's how that's what happens like some of them are clearly better than other ones uh, and i've said that in this sort of uh, uh, event rule set that i've created is you can only get one stratagem up from tier one. Also the highest. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. And maybe I should put in a restriction that you should only get... Uh, two from tier two. Exactly, because... I don't know, it's, it's, it's their subjective... Um, you know, evaluation of the stratagems. But, but I think it's like... For me, it was a nice way of saying... Yeah, you can't just take... The ones that are good and then you know because there, there's like a big gap between the good ones and the bad ones mm. um, i mean it's also hard to tell someone take something that's bad sort of but <laughs> yeah i mean you, it, well yeah it it sort of happens i guess in mm. age of darkness because it doesn't mm. really matter that much that you're running a i don't know a not optimized list because mm. not a lot of people run optimized lists in that format but mm. um it's tough with any kind of event because you always i mean you have in the perfect world people would self-regulate and just bring fluffy lists and just to have fun but uh, you, you want yeah, to try to one person's idea of a regulated list is another person same. think it's just no it's just not good at all compared to <laughs> the best thing yeah, and but... some people just don't think that way, right? Mm, they yeah, just say, yeah, but I can take, you know, mm. molecular acid on everything in my army, mm. and why wouldn't I? Mm. You know, it's there. Yeah. Um, and who are we to judge? Uh, I mean, we are, I'm judging. <laughs> <laughs> I'm me. <laughs> I want to judge them. I think, like, if you... If you expect a narrative event or whatever we call them that we're playing um, mm. to be a competition, mm. then yeah, I'm not interested. 
I'm more interested in somebody showing up with a beautiful painted army and a vague idea how to use it. I mean, then of, then of course, it's like, it's a tactical challenge, the game itself. Uh, but I'm more interested in the tactical challenge on the tabletop than the tactical challenge in list writing. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you have the opportunity. Like, there haven't been any other Titanicus events that I'm aware of in Sweden. The first event event will be when everyone is totally new to rules. Yeah, yeah that's true. Yeah. Uh, yeah, because, yeah, so only one tier one strategy. Mm-hmm. Because that also makes people, they have to choose. They have to choose if they want to take the one really good thing or the other really good thing instead of taking mm-hmm. both of them. Oh, yeah, that's true. Um, and then I've said that all power fists and chain fists for... Reavers and Warlords cost zero points. Mm-hmm. What do they cost otherwise? I don't know. Like It depends on the weapon, but I think it's like 15 points or something, which is the same as a... Uh, for Reaver, it's the same as a Gatling cannon. That's the, also, no, uh, one, no one ever takes it? Or? No, but if you take it, you can use it once, maybe. Ah. Does and the, it's not uh, that the powerful. Does the Warlord have a Vulcan Megabomber? Have it you... has on the model, but it's not there in the in the game. Have you have you said anything about that? Uh, no, but maybe I will. I know they created like the Morneville events guys in Australia created a, a sort of Titanicus FAQ or Errata or whatever they call it. Um, but they're uh, yeah, maybe you should get a free Mega Bolter on that one. Yeah, it just seems uh, weird because it's like it is a weapon in the game that is actually quite good as well, and it's on the model, but it's not in the, in the rules. <laughs> yeah, exactly, and it's I think it's in the rules for uh, um, like thirty-two millimeter one. Hmm. Yeah, but yeah, I, I decided to to just change that so they cost zero points because mm. then people will probably take them, and if they mm. don't take them, there's uh, like it's so e- because you you can attack with a ranged weapon in close combat as well. Oh, okay. So why would you take why, the fist otherwise? Sort of. Yeah, and like everyone likes the idea of a warlord with a big fucking power fist. Yeah, smashes, yeah you know, but <laughs> that never happens. Oh, <laughs> because a warlord can move six inches. Oh yeah. <laughs> or if it's really, really, really determined to move, it can move 12 inches. <laughs> but then you have to, you know, you can't do anything else. You have to push mm. your reactor twice and then, you know... Blow up. A warhound can just <laughs> run around it because a warhound yeah. can move extremely fast. <laughs> uh, so if you invest, you know, 25 points or whatever it costs for a, a power fist on a warlord, that like you that can't use. <laughs> and... Yeah. You have to buy it, and then you can't. If you're determined to use your power fist, then you can't use any of the other weapons because then you have to put full stride orders on it. So it's yeah, I think it's ridiculous that they cost points. So I say zero points, mm. uh, unless you take two, mm. then only the first one is free because the first what one about, is always free. Yeah. Uh, what about uh, like? Um missions and stuff are there sort of like six these are the six standard missions or uh how do you play a game uh, and would, game you, would you have different day... missions and in an event like this 
Yeah, what I want to do is I want to have specific events or specific missions for each uh, table. Oh, nice. Yeah. And have like table effects and stuff because they they released uh, an open engine word deck a couple of months ago that I managed to get my hands on, mm-hmm. uh, which is, you know, you draw a random from a deck, you draw a mission, you draw a deployment map, you draw a, a planetary effect and you draw a, a, like a battlefield condition. So you can, you know, play... Oh. Uh, yeah, you can play kill points. Oh, and you also have secondary objectives that are your personal ones. Okay. So you have a common primary objective, but then you have uh, like secret secondary objectives. Cool. Um, so yeah, I wanna uh, I wanna experiment a little bit with that for each table, and that has to do with the terrain. So if we have an ice table, you know, there's an ice world card in that deck that fits. And there's like one rule where you play um, that, yeah, it's super hot. So all your Titans uh, have a harder time venting their overheat plasma and stuff. Oh, cool. Um, yeah. no, but I mean, that, and that's always the thing with events, like how, how complicated the missions are. And then that takes time also. Like it has to be decently streamlined, I guess. But I mean, you're, if you have all the information at the table, it should be fine. Yeah, I think, I think it should go on a table basis Mm. um because for me titans are so big Mm. and such a powerful you know planetary force that they fight over continents yeah fight over like uh climate zones definitely what else is there to think about uh about missions and some restrictions and special deployment zones and i think it's uh, i don't care if it's like you know Uh, a balanced mission or whatever Mm -hmm. Uh, and then i've made some erratas for the uh, the terrain rules when it comes to like titans can walk over stuff Mm -hmm. and according to the rules as they're written they can walk over an obstacle that's their scale divided by two inches high so a warlord which is scale 10 can walk over something that's five inches high. <laughs> and I mean, it is five inches high, that thing. So, what the hell? That sounds yeah. weird. Does it make it like a little somersault? Yeah, I, over I don't know. Or... Does it walk through a building? Then I mean, that could, yeah. Uh, yeah, so I've said, yeah, instead of divided by two, you divide by four. Mm. And then you round it to the nearest half inch. Mm-hmm. Uh, so are there any danger, can... dangers with going over a building? Uh, are, no, like you difficult just walk terrain. Half, half speed. Okay, cool. Um, so more more effects. Yeah, terrain will play an important part. Yeah, exactly. And I think maybe I should change it so like you have these floors. If all the terrain were the the official uh, imperialis uh, buildings. Mm-hmm. You could have, you know, Warhound could walk over one floor, Reaver could walk over two, and yeah. Warlord could walk over three. That would also streamline it a lot. Yeah, but then you have like these in-between sizes and you have like this new really super big Titan that's coming soon, so. Yeah. Maybe you can um, leave like a measuring stick at each table, like this is the reference. Oh yeah, <laughs> ob- obstacle reference stick. 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I can laser cut those. That would be nice. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and that's a little takeaway, maybe as oh. a token for your participation trophy. Ex yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, but that's uh, that's about it. Mm -hmm. And you know all the regular stuff. What you see is what you get on your models, except for melt the guns on tight on night. Uh, but that's small are, stuff. Are they teeny yeah, tiny? I, <laughs> yeah, you have a teeny tiny melted gun in the armpit of a knight, uh, Questorius knight. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> uh, and you only get, you know, when you assemble it, you get, it's like the smallest, lit, it's like a cigarette for 32 millimeter <laughs> size. Yeah. But is, is that melted gun equivalent to like the storm bolter on a drop pod in 30k? You know, the, the little thing like, oh, I might as well roll this as well. And then it's always that thing that kills the warlord or something. No, it's super dangerous. It's a strength oh, it auto hit. Oh, shit. So it is still good. But I guess super yeah. short range or something. Yeah, it's only in uh, if you're in like within two inches or three inches. No. <laughs> but if you're That's within that short range, you're always um, you're shooting from inside the shield. Oh, ooh, so you, yeah, that's... So it's Viable a free hit, option. and strength eight is pretty high in mm -hmm. this game. Mm. Um, engine, engine kill. Yeah, and I mean free hits are always nice, right? Yeah, definitely. And if and, and it costs fifteen points or something. No, five points. Mm. Five points it costs. <laughs> so it's like still, it's quite an expensive little cigarette that you have to put. In. <laughs> um, and I've also like in this draft that I made, I said that. If you painted your Legio as whatever, and you want to mm -hmm. play it as a different Legio, that's fine. Mm -hmm. Especially yeah. if you made a custom Legio, I guess, and you can't use your custom Yeah, rules. exactly. And like you won, for instance, he painted his, his Legio as uh, Legio Kratos, the world burners. Mm -hmm. No, the god breakers, sorry. Um, and like all their special rules and all their special warlord traits and stuff are that they're really, really good at destroying buildings. But if you don't play with those rules, then they have no bonuses. <laughs> Whereas, you know, uh, the Stormlords have a rule that every time a Titan dies, you make a command check. If you pass it, you may shoot for free before it dies. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> Which is like, you know, you have four shooting phases in that in this game, or like five. And if you get an extra one, then that's that's pretty good. Yep. <laughs> um, so yeah, there's like an internal balance that doesn't really work out there, I think. Uh, I like um, it from you know a, a sort of varieties sake, but mm -hmm. from a making an interesting event and all that's then i think it's better that if you have blue titans you can play them as red titans if you want yeah as would you do a is it always like a team event sort of like there will be loyalists versus trader or what is the idea uh i think so i think yeah. uh i mean i haven't i haven't constructed the narrative for the whole thing but something like that mm -hmm. there are also black shield uh legios oh you could yeah. always go with a third, like a separatist sort of team. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I played, I played Black Shields in 30k. So, yeah, 
I think that like I'd like the option of you know playing for your own mm. or fighting for your own causes rather than you know siding with the corpse emperor and the other guy. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> neither option is very nice. <laughs> <laughs> no, then it's better just you know. Oh fuck this! Let's make our own kingdom. Yeah. <laughs> I want to fight for my own death world where I've been fighting dinosaurs. <laughs> exactly. But they're my dinosaurs, goddammit. <laughs> um, yeah, and then there's like small things that I think need clarification. I don't know if they're necessary, but that all measurements are from base to base rather than from weapon to base because it just makes it easier if everything is the same. Um, yeah yeah so, I think that's it and no building damage and yeah the big thing the biggest mm-hmm. thing of the whole of the whole thing <laughs> is that you're going to be allowed to pre-measure oh is that not a thing in Titanicus otherwise yeah you're not you can't pre-measure according oh. to the games so you like turn your titan and then you move it and then you figure out if you could move it there or not. Uh, and then okay. you, when you shoot, you say, yeah, Titan Alpha want to shoot their uh, mega bolters on, you know, your reaver or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then you measure range. Well, I mean, you're, you're talking with Nicholas here who loves to do that in, in fantasy. So I'm not sure if he will be convinced. Uh, I think it sounds yeah. nicer and streamlined. Yeah, I mean... <laughs> The, knowing if you can hit an orc with a bow is one thing, but like all of those machines have to have laser range finders. Like it, it is impossible that they don't. Uh, like they have all these fucking sensors and shit in the the heads of the titans. So one of them must be able to. Yeah, like all those little lenses that I spent so many hours painting. They must do something, right? Yeah. <laughs> From a gameplay perspective, though, I don't know how big of a difference that makes in the game but it's the same battlefleet gothic and i do like that you can't measure range in that because it just adds adds more suspense to the game but that's also like but is it more fun to space. play that way i think so sure are you ever charging anything in i've never played Battlefleet gothic but you never like ram anyone right uh, or can you ramp? Yeah, yeah, you can. Ships? Yeah, and board as well. It's just, uh, I don't know. It's the same in fantasy as well. Like you're you're setting up a couple of turns in advance for a charge, which you also do in Titanicus, I guess. And then you're like, oh no, shit, I I got it wrong, and then things fuck up. So you don't have like this, like everything is going according to plan, except for what the dice tells you every time. Like it depends a bit more what you, how you move your model. So. Yeah, but the plan, you decide on your plan depending on like how far away you are from your opponent, right? Yeah, well, it also depends on where your opponent moves, I guess. Um, I'd be like, this is a discussion for another time. <laughs> Remeasuring, I mean, yes or no? <laughs> I just think that it makes for like. If you can consider your options, it makes for, like, it's more fun making that those decisions that if you than if you you make a decision in the blind and then figure out if it works or not. 
especially when it comes to close combat attacks and stuff. Because close combat is, is so hard to achieve in this game. Huh? And so... Is, like, is it a random if, charge range or is it just a move? No, you charge your like speed. Oh, okay. But if you can't measure that in advance... I mean, it, it can always lead to these shenanigans that you had in, in fantasy also, I guess, where you, you know, either you try to sneakily measure other things, you know, or you take your longest weapon first and I'm going to shoot with my warlord at this thing at the other side of the table. And I'm just going to put the measuring stick all over the table. And now I can see how long it yeah. is between these two titans. And uh, there we go. And, and you know the exact <laughs> length of your forearm or whatever. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Well, you, just, you know, you put your dick on the table because everybody yes. has measured their dick once in a while. Yep, many times. Although it tends to change. Hmm. Yeah, that's an that's an aging sign of age. Yes, it's a problem. There, there are pills for that. Um, no, but uh, and also depends on how well the the other pe- yeah how how well painted the models are, how hard you get. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Like it, it, in fantasy, in sixth edition, it it's not that much of an issue like it, the, that argument is mostly for people that don't play guest range games that you yeah. never know the range but who plays guest range games well you <laughs> no this oh, is guess, you're not guessing the range there's no skill in that right you're well you gotta guess the, the assumptions of range what i liked about fantasy like the old fantasy is that you said yeah it's going to be 28 and a half inch and then you like measure how far that is. It's not determining if you can shoot or not. So what happens here is that you can, you can line up your shot and say, yeah, I'm gonna, like, I'm gonna blast. And then you, the your massive plasma your... just flies towards the enemy, and then actually and then five like meters away, it just short. dissipates. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, but that's I, it, I do, that's I do just agree. Frustrating. But... You're not. You're not. You know. You're not making. No, from, you, from like a you're not allowed to even like fire the, your shot, right? What the robots are, you should definitely be able to to measure range, <laughs> because as I said, all those fucking sensors must be able to know. Yeah, they have their little screens and their iPads and you know their <laughs> Palm Pilots and like whatever the Mechanicum is doing to their machines, <laughs> and they have little spirits talking to them and all that stuff. Servo skulls. I mean, definitely you know? also running an event like this just to not have the bullshit of, I mean, people being like, oh, no, but uh, actually, is that not, you know, 0.1 millim- uh, inch away? Oh, no, I pre-measured it, and then you moved your thing. And, uh, I feel like it, it'll just I think be that can happen more. anyway. Yeah, that can Okay, that's true. You know? <laughs> but, but I think it's like, yeah. We tried playing the game the first time we played that you couldn't pre-measure as it's written in the rules. But we figured out that, yeah, it makes for a more fun game if you can pre-measure, you know, and see if you, can you turn around this corner and then shoot and all that stuff. And can you, how's like, where does pre-measuring stop and where does it, like, when is it not pre-measuring anymore? Like, if you know, <laughs> if you have to stay within a certain range of your, of an objective, for instance. Mm-hmm. Are you allowed to measure the distance to the objective before you move? I mean, it doesn't I think, say so. I'm, in the I'm, rules sh- I'm sure. Not, but... I'm sure if someone really wants it, you, they can have another event where they say that there's no pre-measuring. It, 
It's it's okay. It's okay. We can. I don't know. I think <laughs> can be right. Be upset about this. <laughs> <laughs> but then again, I have four thousand points of a legio that's on both sides. So I can play with myself. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> the safe, the safe bet. Yeah. Uh, but this sounds nice. So, uh, do you plan on end of the year sort of thing? Like, oh, my initial the... plan was March. Oh, um, soon. Yeah, but that's not gonna happen, right? <laughs> Probably so not. Maybe, well, if, yeah. if we're outside and, and freeze. Yeah, maybe it could be an outside event. Mm-hmm. I haven't even thought about that. <laughs> In like a big tent or something. Yeah, or bring your own, uh, I don't know, hazmat. Yeah, if you bring a tent and a gaming table (laughs) and a lamp (laughs) and like comfortable chairs and yeah, we could set it up wherever. It could be in the forest. Yeah, (laughs) but but sometime this year at least. Yeah, I hope so. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Just uh, when you're allowed or when people are allowed, just uh, as soon as, just announce it set it yeah. the day like a month after that to go for it yeah but that i'm sure people won't have other plans anyway so it's uh, they're just no, waiting it's not like they need to go see their you know family or nah. anything like that yeah i don't know no, but it sounds fun uh, something to look forward to definitely i mean uh, yeah, we talked about it. i have a i have a uh, warhound that i haven't painted yet so <laughs> just need inspiration like this you have uh, one warhound yes how many how many stratagems do i get then uh, <laughs> get yeah Shit loads. True. <laughs> yeah you would get a bunch hmm? you get and four I... per thousand points so you get seven extra so that's 11 <laughs> points for you yes can it'll you... be invincible can you yeah, buy like uh, those small guns that are on the ground for those points for the strategies yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Just the one warhound and a fortress. <laughs> yeah, I'll hide it in there. <laughs> That's the new meta. No one can stop it. Bunker meta. Yeah, fucking turtle army. Yeah? Dwarf army. Mm. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, but it sounds fun. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. And it's also good to have someone who has tried to play the game uh, a number of times. Because then you, you'll always find these things. Uh, and if you didn't think about that and you just, you know, oh, but this sounds cool, let's let's host an event for it. I mean, it's it's a fun game. And then you, yeah, then you end up... Yeah, then people can't focus on playing. Then they're yeah, going to, exactly. like, you know, some people, like Andrea, for instance, you've probably <laughs> played against him. If he was supposed to choose stratagems for, like, seven points at the beginning of a game, that could take him an hour. I'm not kidding. That like, And then that's half your game time. <laughs> yeah. Worst case, you just have to add the, the old uh, chess clock or something in there uh, to have people. Yeah. But it's much time what, per but, turn. But then you push it towards like pushing people to, to play faster, mm. which is some people can't play fast. Oh, and what true. happens when your time runs out? Then you lose. Yeah, that's not fun either. And it's not, it, you're not playing for the other guy to lose, you're playing for you to win, right? Mm-hmm. But um, um, I have, we have to ask also, of course, uh, what do you think about the new, the new Mega Titan coming out? Uh, I think it's ridiculous. And I oh. like that. Yeah. Oh, oh, that was. <laughs> what an I think it's. Turn. I, ha- I have to like Google up a 
what's it called? It's called the War Master Titan. Know. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I like that. It has like a yeah. knight's head, like a proper 13th century knight. Are you getting another 4,000 point Titan? Yeah, maybe that's like I realized. The Is other it 4,000 points on its own? Oh, it's a thousand points or oh, plus change. But it's a big fucking mega big monster. Boy. Yeah. Um, or do you have a do you not have any other theme for the army sort of like oh this or this legio only runs small titans or scout titans or no it's these, more like a, like uh, storm lords are pretty vanilla legio yeah oh, but that's nice All, more um, toys to play with but i mean you just change that every time you play because you mm -hmm. create your battle group with different uh, maniples that have different rules and then that's how I ended up having, you know, four of every Titan because, mm -hmm. like, it's more fun to play a Corsair Maniple if you have four Reavers than having three. Mm. And it's more fun playing a Lupercal Maniple if you have four Warhounds than having three. And if you have three Warlords, you can play the Extremungus Maniple, which is the most badass Maniple there is. Just just three warlords, and they get a bunch of bonuses to strength when they're firing, but the reactors go up. I mean, I think it's definitely going to be interesting to see if Titanicus takes off or not, sort of, um, because so far it feels like, uh, from what I know, I mean, a lot of thirty k people are like, oh, I'm interested in that. You people playing, you know, that play other games, they got this as well, and then you know they have it and uh, they've tried it a few times, but you know, will it be? Will it become a thing, you know, that, oh, but there's, every year there's several Titanicus events only, and people, like, there's a player base that only play Titanicus sort of thing. Yeah, actually, I think that's going to happen. Mm -hmm. I think, like, something that I've done recently is I started to get into the Middle Earth, like, Warhammer. <laughs> it's not called uh -huh. Warhammer, but, you know, uh, orcs. <laughs> Games and, Workshop. Uh... Yeah. Middle Earth strategy battle game. Oh, yeah. And it seems to be a super active community. Oh, but yeah. they only play that game. Cool. Um, yeah, that's super people... big at my game club. Yeah. Hmm. Hmm. Uh, and I think Titanicus could be like that in a way mm -hmm. because it's it, it ties in nicely if you're running a narrative event and you want to have, you know, if you play. For one day, you need minimum six players of Titanicus. So people don't have to play, um, like play the same guy twice, which could be a little bit boring. But um, because the game itself is so much more of a game than Age of Darkness. Mm -hmm. Age of Darkness is, you know, army lists and a setting. Yeah, it's a setting, and a setting that everyone loves, including mm. me. And it's like it has beautiful miniatures, and uh, yeah, I'm painting up also now, uh, like restarting my world leaders from 2015. Oh, nice. For, yeah, we're doing an Istvan campaign. Oh, it's all story. coming back to yeah. the start. Yeah, and I've, I've oh, actually I have to ask you a question about that, Morten. Mm -hmm. Because mm -hmm. you're you're a scientist, right? Mm -hmm. 
Like, are you? Yeah. You're, a worm scientist, I guess. Yeah. A worm scientist. So you mm. dig in the earth and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Like Analyze DNA. Biologist. Yeah, yeah. Biologist or whatever. Um, Magos bio- biologist. But is it also biochemistry and stuff? Uh, maybe a bit. Yeah. You, know yes. more chem- <laughs> you know more chemistry than I do, probably. Yeah. <laughs> uh, try, so, try, try me. <laughs> yeah, because we had this discussion, right? In, mm. in the Istvan uh, group. Mm-hmm. Like how we should base our um, base our miniatures. And, uh, this is a complete oh. tangent off of Titanic. <laughs> I don't know if we should wrap that up first, or if you <laughs> want to talk about basing for twenty minutes because I could easily talk. <laughs> yeah. Is it li- life eater virus related? Yeah, it's it life eater virus. You know that they bomb that down to the planet mm-hmm. and then. Mm-hmm. Uh, it turns all biomass into this sludge, mm-hmm. right? And then they set it on fire. Yeah, that's true. So, so wouldn't it burns. all be, yeah. What color would that have, like in science? You know? Burned earth? Yeah. Yeah, just like different, ash, like from, from, uh, yeah, from, from black to ash, I, I would also guess. Mm. Yeah, but that's my- sort of boring for a... <laughs> Yeah, it's like, oh, it's black with a gray dry brush, you know. Yeah, because that's also like the black sands is sort of like Istvan 5 in a way. It's convenient uh, if you want to do a crossover army. Yeah, that but, is true. But, like but it's my... also, it, it is kind of sad because you, you, you think of all the cool special terrain things that they had in the, in the books, you know, the, the cor- corpse grove and the, you know, swamp full of just dead people, liquefied dead people or whatever. These oh, yeah, things, that's true. Right? Like everything yeah, should we're building all that shit. But but then again, I don't know, like when they lit it up, like how long did it burn, and did it burn everything, or was it just like a like? I think a it's described explosion? as like a world engulfed in flames. Yeah, so that's like my first question, right? So if if they basically turn all biomass on the planet on fire, mm. does that you know is that a complete combustion in that? reaction i've never tried it i mean you could probably argue that okay because they say like oh there's so much uh, there was so much corpse gas that everything just blew up in this huge fireball blah blah blah. i don't know yeah uh, but if that, that happens then you get what you get carbon dioxide and water yeah wouldn't wouldn't uh, all the oxygen just be used up very quickly and then snuff out the flames yeah and, i mean you're a how can they guy yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll run and uh, explain an this mid- Armageddon to us, Morton. <laughs> but coming I'll, back uh... to the basis, then, you know? Mm-hmm. So, say you burn everything, mm. uh, and it says, like, in the, in the novels and stuff, it's like, yeah, it was an, a dark, ashen landscape, and the buildings were black ruins because, <laughs> but that implies that the combustion is not complete, right? Because if you have soot then that's like carbon particles that aren't oh, okay that's uh, true you mean that yeah if it would burn so uh, yeah fiercely it, that everything just goes into nothing that it will only have carbon dioxide left basically like yeah. no rest product i guess yeah and then you would probably not have any surviving marines either on the no, probably not <laughs> yeah but probably the, not. the the ground they were in a cave yeah <laughs> yeah 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 and they then but then yeah. you know like sand and stone and shit that doesn't burn that turns <laughs> well, into glass 
yeah, yeah. So I guess it depends on the fire or the temperature also. Of the well, well, fire. What was the material in the city of the ground? Was it soil? It was, was it uh, 35% silica and... Uh, <laughs> Yeah, I so think the, it, just, this, like, this... it just burned up all the oxygen and it must have been more like an explosion than a fire. Mm. Mm. Yeah, but there's also like, you know, sentences about, yeah, there's like a little bit of a fire raging in this sector. Oh, still later, you mean, sort of thing. Yeah, so probably everything didn't just, you know, go up like poof and then... Mm. No, yeah, you're right. And I mean, it, it wouldn't be a perfectly equal amount of corpses and dead material all over the planet also it would be aggregated in places and you would have you know in the cities maybe you wouldn't have you would, you would have corpses but if you wouldn't have you know parks and other things that could burn if you just have like big concrete slabs and then you have deserts and mountains and stuff that maybe are yeah. you know devoid of as much life then you would have less fires there so i think yeah I, mean, I think you would have to write like a massive thesis about yeah. the combustion. <laughs> yeah, I think of you need planet. to run a, a simulation. I'm gonna do. I'm gonna take uh, an aquarium. Run the numbers fill it now. With, fill it with. <laughs> I'm gonna kill kill things in aquarium. I'll have to invent a, a good life eater <laughs> virus first, but it, that'll be easy. I'll just take COVID and mix it with something. Probably have something nice lying around, some smallpox or something, and they'll see. <laughs> and then light it on fire. <laughs> Yeah, I would also argue that this is the far future, and do whatever you think looks cool on your basis. No, but that, like the debate that we had in the group was: should the basis be black with gray or black with brown? Ah, because you all want to base the same way, or so it looks. Yeah, it's, isn't that nice? Like, yeah, that you know, if nice. you're building a custom gaming table and mm -hmm. everyone, I'd say definitely like a. a with like a light gray highlight there's ash and they're also in a city so mm. there should be a lot a lot of like cement or whatever that's mm. yeah but if you burn cement <laughs> that's oh you know like what's well, what degree all... <laughs> yeah like what color does that turn and we and we looked at this you know in chernobyl you know beneath oh, yeah. the uh, reactor core that meltdown mm -hmm. And it's a thing called the elephant's foot, where oh, yeah, that thing. all the material you... just melted down, the concrete melted, and all those like uh, all the stuff that they dumped on top of the reactor and things. Or if you look, if you look at it, you, you die. Yeah, you need a bunch of boron to. I, I, I don't think that the gas explosion created that much heat, to be honest. No, probably. It's not. just, it's just natu like natural gas, as in coarse gas. That lit on fire. It's not like fucking uranium burning through the Earth's core. Yeah, but that thing look is brown. That thing I would argue that it's Chernobyl. it's probably it would probably be such a quick thing if it because yeah. there will be so much stuff that just it's instantly like explodes than melted. Yeah, I think also it will just explode and be very hot for a very short time, but then it will just kill itself because it would consume all the, the oxygen and it yeah. would just be like a foof, you know sort of i don't know like gas like you, like yeah. when you have a lighter a gas and you just pour the gas out somewhere and then you light it up yeah, yeah. so all right uh, i think on, would, yeah. on that i think we need to to wrap this up or we could be yes. talking yes. about the yes yes dust and gas all evening long yeah because yes. i was looking at these pictures of forest fires and the, the ground there is always brown 
with like black mm-hmm. things on top, mm-hmm. but sand doesn't burn, right? <laughs> it's just, yeah, I don't know. Corpse gas won't melt steel beams. <laughs> exactly. No, it would just paint it black. Yeah. All uh, right. Well, so that's that's well, thank it for you very- science hour. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you very much for all the, the interesting and good ideas for uh, running at a Titanic event. And I hope it's going to happen this year. So yeah, we can talk so about too. you. Then we can have a, an after episode and see how it went also. Yeah, maybe you could join. Yeah, yeah. Maybe I'll, I'll paint my Warhound and I'll bring my 11 stratagems. And I'll kick some ass. Yeah, you, could paint, you could paint an army for this in a weekend. That is probably true. That's, that's nice. That's, it's it's just you know you need four models, five yeah. models maybe. And but I want to paint them, paint them well, paint them nice. <laughs> yeah, but you get to, you're you're a good painter. Oh I've yeah, that's, but yeah, but it would take time. That's what. I mean. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Fast. It's just a bunch of masking. Yeah, yeah. But right. any 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 other finishing like will uh, let us know in advance when you have the, you know a date set up and then we'll definitely shout yeah, out of course, to of course. whoever we want. Um, you know. And yeah, but I don't know if it's going to happen this year. I don't know. Like people our age are not going to get vaccines in Sweden, I think. That's but true. That's a, di- that's, that, true. That, that's a different discussion. <laughs> a different forum. Uh, yeah, but I mean, the, the, it's going to take a while. The, the Malmö Wargaming Weekend usually held in like October, November, right? Yeah. So until yeah. then, surely... We're either all dead or we can play. Yeah, but then I have to negotiate with all these 40k maniacs. We can about... okay, we could be outside. Well, yeah, if people bring their own tables. <laughs> mm. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We just need a space. a hall, a space, yeah. Yeah. A play on the tent. floor if if that's what's needed. We could play under the 40k guys' tables. <laughs> yeah. It's unused on top, space. On top of all their, you know rolled up toilet paper that they keep their models in yeah yeah i'm one of those people <laughs> yeah <laughs> dirty peasants well, it's good though when you get a nosebleed <laughs> or need to take a steamy shit uh yeah mid-game <laughs> yeah a, a combat shit is always Com- yeah, tactical tactical shit. tactical shit during an event <laughs> yes yeah oh, i don't know you, these... you haven't tried the diaper scenario no oh, that's and also another discussion. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. With that, uh, l- yeah, I'm going to wrap up this episode and say to all you people out there, remember, Fulgrim takes head, Fulgrim gives head, don't lose your head. <laughs> <laughs>